What's up, y'all? Welcome to the Consumer Ammunition Tactics Podcast, or CAT, where we provide you with consumer education to leverage your power as a consumer within this United States corporation. My name is Michael Benjamin. I'm the CEO of Consumer Ammunition Tactics, or CAT, where we leverage your credit, no debit. Welcome to the episode. All right, listen, you could see it in the title. It's going to be it's going to be one of them episodes. I ain't going to hold y'all. It's going to be one of them episodes. You're going to rewind. You're going you're gonna to do what you got to do, right? Y'all done harassed me. Y'all done harassed me on my personal page, on the business page. Um, one of my assistants that manages the social media, she told me we had hella responses when it came to student loans. She had counted at least, I think at least like nine people talk about it. Because we posted, you know, what topics do y'all want to hear me talk about on future episodes, right? So, yeah, man. And even on my personal page, I'm just like, y'all DMing me about student loans, student loans, student loans. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah, we're going to give y'all the sauce this episode. And it's going to be one of them episodes. So, I hope y'all excited. I'm excited. And just... Just some updates. Let's let's get into some updates. So before we get into the episode, some updates. I was thinking about it. I was thinking, I was like, how can I continue to add value to y'all? How can I continue to help y'all get to the next level? Because I understand the fact that podcasts, they hold like the best kept secrets. You feel me? So I definitely appreciate y'all time tapping in. Um, we're continuing to grow and... I don't know where that traffic is coming from. I know we got some people in Germany listening to the podcast. I don't know if y'all credit function the same way out there. You know what I'm saying? But um, I appreciate every single one of y'all that be tapping in to all of these episodes, just hearing me give y'all some game, giving y'all some sauce, helping y'all get to the next level. So what I was thinking when I was saying like, okay, how can I add more value? I was thinking about different, different themed episodes. So... Today's Sunday, right? We got Sunday episodes. It's it's every Sunday, you know, whenever whenever there's an episode. But I was thinking about for Mondays, we could do like a mindset episode, right? Because I think about the gaps in credit and the credit space. And I think a lot of people talk about the technical stuff, the aspect of doing the credit and fixing it and, you know, doing all this, the laws, stuff like that. But people, in my opinion, people don't really talk too much or focus too much on the mindset, right? Credit is one of them things that you got to be patient with. When we talk about the challenge, right, you got to understand that I'm giving y'all all the information within the time frame of a month, but you got to have the mindset. You got to be patient with the process because you can't do everything one month especially if you have negative items on your report, right? Because you got to dispute it and things like that. And I could take a whole month in itself just on that one item. You feel me? As far as building too, all the bureaus, they report once a month. So it's like, I'm thinking about on Mondays, Monday mindset, give y'all the mindset on how to operate and navigate around this credit stuff. Because credit is life, right? When we talk about the consumer laws, credit is really life. So... That's a mindset aspect in itself as well. So um, some of y'all may not know. I'll say most of y'all may not know, but I do 
Like I, 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 before COVID, let me, let me put it that way. Before COVID, I was getting paid to do, you know, motivational speeches, inspirational speeches, uh, just being speaker, just being a speaker for different events. You know what I'm saying? So this is not far from my lane. So I was thinking about it. I was like, you know, I have a strong suit in that, the ability to move people with words. You feel me? So that's kind of where um, the genesis of the whole, I guess, motivational Monday, mindset Monday thing came from as far as credit. So y'all let me know if that's something you want to happen. Um, the episode will drop tomorrow as far as the first one, as far as, you know, mindset. Um, I would say just look at it as a mindset thing. You don't got to look at it as, you know, motivational or whatever. If it's motivational to you, it's motivational to you. But I'm talking about real life. Sometimes sometimes real life is motivational. Sometimes it's not. You feel me? So just keep that in mind. And I was thinking on Wednesdays, I could talk about consumer law because there's so many different laws when it comes to these consumer credit laws. I'm going to be talking about a lot of different laws in this episode. So I'm thinking because, because of the fact that the laws are... There's a lot of different consumer credit laws. I'm thinking for Wednesdays, maybe I could break down laws. So y'all let me know um, how y'all feel about that. And you can let me know by DMing. Uh, don't DM my personal page. I don't want, because my personal page is already like, a lot of people will be DMing me on that. But you could DM the business page. We got a lot of DMs over there too, but I'm not the only one that manages it or replies. So you could DM that page over there. Um, I mean, if you're going to DM my personal page, I can't stop you. But I would prefer if y'all would DM the CA Tactics LLC page if you got um, any feedback as far as everything I'm saying. And then Sundays would just be, you know, the credit episodes, right? Just like today. So that's why I'm thinking about moving forward, how I can add value, continue to add value to y'all. I already know I've added over 20 episodes of value, but I'm saying, you know, to continue to add value. So y'all give me feedback on how y'all feel about that. Those are some updates. Um, update again, credit challenge. I appreciate y'all tapping in. We are basically in the last week of the credit challenge. We're about to be in October. So I hope it was fun for y'all that participated, you know, getting all them bonus videos. The last bonus video I just sent um, a couple of days ago, I took y'all to the back end of one of my vehicles as far as Turo goes, as far as leveraging your credit, as far as getting these vehicles zero money down. So I hope y'all enjoyed that and saw what was possible. You know, I don't really like to talk about numbers too much, but, you know, I just wanted to give y'all something to look forward to as far as if you get into the Turo space. So, um, yeah, that was out, that was over there. And then follow our IG pages, right? So follow my personal page at Mike O. Benjamin. Follow the business page, CA Tactics LLC. Leave a review, uh, post on your story if you want. You know what I'm saying? I've seen some of y'all that post on y'all story. You didn't tag nothing. It is what it is, but you know, make sure y'all tag too. All right, so final update. It would be very, very, very disrespectful for me to give y'all all the sauce, all the free game and everything, but I ain't offer y'all something as far as a way to invest, right? Because some people might look at it like you're giving free game because you're trying to sell something, right? And it's not even about selling anything. It's about allowing y'all to have an option to get to the next level. So you got to look at it like if I'm giving y'all this free game, this free game, 
but I don't give y'all something to continue to elevate yourselves. That's low-key disrespectful because I just wasted y'all time. Even though I give y'all value, I damn near wasted y'all time, right? So I say that to say um, the offer to help y'all get to the next level, the ebooks, right? So if you want to go to DIYCATactics.com slash ebook, you can go and grab the ebook as far as as far as like the credit foundation. Or you can grab the funding secrets book if your credit is already where it's supposed to be and you just wanna, you know, get to that next level. And then you can get free template letters as far as um as far as uh disputing. Cause I know when I'm quoting some laws, because some of y'all have hopped into the business DM and I've given y'all I've replied with like lead with 15 USC, whatever, right? So you can get a free template letter at free template letters at DIYCATactics.com slash ebook. It'll give y'all a foundation, right? I don't recommend that you use the template letters verbatim, but just use it as I like to say use template letters as inspiration, right? So yeah, go ahead and do all that. All right. Listen, peep game, the whole nine. We're going to get straight into it. This is the student loan episode or the episode on student loans. <laughs> you feel me? So, yeah, let's get straight into it. Let me get my music popping. We're going to talk about approaching these student loans. This is going to be one of them episodes. I'm letting y'all know right now. All right. So. One thing y'all got to understand is my perspective. So when I say my perspective, I'm coming from someone that paid off their student loans, right? So if you don't know, I paid off my student loans when I was 23 years old, which was a long time ago. It's like damn near, it's like uh, 10 years ago. I was (laughs) 23 years old. (laughs) You know, I was 23 a long time ago. But I want y'all to understand that because um, I paid off 30000 plus in one year within graduation. So back when I was 23, like I said. And I want y'all to understand that because I left my student loans on my credit report. I left them on my credit report because of the fact that I had a good payment history. I got them a long time ago. So that's obviously, you know, years of history. When we talk about the age of your history, right? You know, if you've been listening to the episodes, that your average age as far as um, how long you've had something is also going to play a part in your score as well, right? So for me personally, it didn't make sense to remove my student loans from my report. So I say that to say, you know, most of whenever I'm giving y'all information is based off of what I literally done myself or things that I've seen successful for someone else or people, right? Based off of what I told them to do. So what I'm telling y'all about student loans today is based off of what I've seen been successful for other people or what I've told people to do and they actually saw results, right? So the main thing, the overarching thing I want y'all to understand when it comes to student loans is that with removal, right? Because I know most of y'all want to remove y'all student loans. I see y'all harassing my DMs. I see y'all harassing the business DMs, you know what I'm saying? So I know a lot of y'all want to remove them student loans, how to approach it, things like that, right? So... One thing I'll say is that the overarching thing is you want to understand that everybody's situation is different. What will work for one person might not work for the next person. I've seen it happen so many times, right? 
So I really want y'all to really wear it out on your y'all chest, right? Just really understand that what might work for you might not work for someone else. Just because I'm gonna tell y'all something today, you might do it. It might not work for you. I'm gonna be real with y'all, right? A lot of people out here that may be talking about credit, they're gonna say, oh, do this and it's gonna work, right? There's no guarantee of that. Every situation is different, right? Maybe your jump shot is different from, from someone else's jump shot. You're trying to do their jump shot. It's not going to work because you got to do your own jump shot. You know what I'm saying? So just keep that in mind as I walk through the different opportunities of how you can actually, you know, remove them student loans. So, yeah, I just want y'all to understand that. I want y'all to understand my perspective of where I'm coming from. And how I didn't remove my student loans. So basically, my whole point is know your specific situation. Know your situation. Know that your situation could be different from someone else's situation. So that you can really um, take the emotion out of it. And it goes back to the whole mindset of credit, right? You see how everything is intertwined with what I'm saying. So yeah, man. If you want to keep your student loans... Remember, I said, know your situation. Let's say you want to keep your student loans because you've made all your payments on time and you've had your student loans for like at least five years, right? You you technically might not even want to remove it because that's five years of history. If you remove it, your um, score is going to go down. This is why when people pay off their student loans, a lot of times when it goes into like a closed account or it's removed or whatever, they see a drop in their score because they lost positive payment history, right? So you got to understand that. That's my whole point in saying that. But let's say you made all your payments on time. Everything's going according to plan. You want to keep your student loans, right? So what you're going to now understand is that... um, Okay, let me think. So let's say you want to keep your student loans, but the reason... You want to keep on reporting or whatever, but it's a debt issue, Right? Let's say it's a debt issue as far as as far as um, a debt to income ratio thing. Right. Let me give you all some sauce on how to actually pay off your student loans like instantly. Right. This goes back to credit and everything. Right. So what you want to do, a prerequisite of this is you want to make sure your personal credit is straight. You want to make sure your personal credit is where it's supposed to be. So listen to the sauce real quick. They don't want you all to know this sauce. Make sure your personal credit is right. Then what you're going to want to do is you're basically going to establish an LLC and you're going to go get business funding. Once you get that business funding, you're going to get yourself a business credit card or a business line of credit. You can do whatever you want. Business line of credit has interest at a cruise. This is, that's why I prefer a business credit card because you can get 0% interest for at least you know 12 months or whatever. So let's say you got $20,000 in student loans. Right. Let's do the most basic example. You could always scale it. If you got one hundred thousand, you know, scale it to however you want. But for the sake of the example, let's use twenty thousand dollars in student loans. Let's say you get approved for a business credit card. That's twenty thousand dollars. Zero percent interest on 12 months. Right. What you'll do is get that card, liquidate it using the methods I taught you on previous episodes. And then you'll go ahead and uh, pay off your student loans, the $20,000. So now what happens is the next month that your credit reports, what's going to happen is it's going to report as a zero. It's going to report as paid off. So you paid off your student loans because what you did was you transferred essentially the responsibility of your student loans from your personal self, you, to the business name, right? 
I'm not going to tell you what to do with that balance or whether you're responsible for paying that balance because me personally, I've learned a lot over the years after I had already paid off my student loans. But what I'll say is one thing y'all y'all will want to read is um, under, what's it called? The FDCPA 15 USC 1692G specifically. So go ahead and read that and you know, you let me know however you want to proceed with it. I don't want y'all to listen to this episode and be like, okay, I transferred my balance over. I don't have to pay off my student loans anymore. You know, Michael said, don't pay off my student loans and all that. It's been a huge theme and what I've seen while I've been educating people where people will misconstrue what I say, right? So I don't want that to happen in this particular situation. You feel me? So take what I'm saying with a grain of salt and apply it to your own particular knowledge. It goes back to me saying like, where I may not pay certain bills or whatever, right? You can see it happen with me, but I know why I'm not, I know why I'm doing what what I'm doing, right? If you don't know why you're doing what you're doing, if you're just following it, like, okay, Michael said, this is a fact. Michael said this, that, and the third. So I'm going to do what Michael said. You got to know why you're doing what you're doing. That's my whole point. (laughs) So just keep that in mind. So you can literally pay off your student loans by um, getting that business account, getting that business line of credit or business credit card or whatever, liquidate it, you know, which is, which means getting the cash off of it, pay off your entire student loan balance on top of that. Well, I was about to say on top of that, you won't be paying interest, but I guess with the whole COVID thing right now, you're not paying interest, but let's say, you know, it's, it's a time where you're paying interest. You wouldn't be paying interest. And I know that, um, I think y'all that got private loans, you probably paying interest right now, right? So I said, right, like y'all can answer, but y'all, y'all probably paying interest right now. So this is a good way to just transfer it over. You don't, have, you don't got to pay interest, right? And then you can figure out your next move. And the, the best part about this scenario, if you keeping your student loans on your report reporting, but you just want to decrease that debt to income ratio is the fact that you're decreasing that debt to income ratio because you've removed it from your personal liability. You're no longer responsible on paper, but you are responsible or you're not responsible. You got to figure that out yourself. All right. So now we're going to talk about removing because I know that's the exciting part that y'all want to really know about. Right. Let me take a water break, though. I've been talking a lot. All right, so with removing your student loans, like I said, y'all got to understand everybody's situation is different. Your situation is different from my situation. Um, Your situation is different from your friend's situation. Every now and then, you might do something that works similar to someone else, but it might be different, is my point. So with removing, let me give y'all a number of things you can do. So the foundation thing you should do initially, I guess as an initial first step is request a debt validation. So what you would do is send um, a letter asking the student loan people to verify that the debt is actually yours. And that would be a method of kickstarting the process. They might be like, okay, we validated that this debt is yours, even though they can't validate that when we talk about the loss and stuff like that. But it's an initial step for y'all to get the process going. But what I've seen, I've seen someone request a debt validation 
and their student loans got removed, right? Because the company understood, the person knew what they were talking about and stuff like that. Because they, they quoted they quoted some laws combined with the dev validation. So keep that in mind too. But um, I would say that dev validation is an initial step that you can take towards this journey of removing your student loans from reporting to your personal credit report. You never know. If you got some laws in your dev validation letter, it can remove stuff. So what I'll recommend is that I'm going to give y'all these different ingredients, but what you want to do is you want to combine different things, right? So whether it's consumer law with dev validation or consumer law with something else, you want to just try different methods, like I said, because what works for you may not work for someone else. What doesn't work for you may work for someone else, right? Like I, I'm gonna keep reiterating because that goes back to mindset. That goes, that goes back to you know, everything. Y'all done harass the hell out of me with these student loans, so I'm gonna make sure that I really leave everything here on the table. And when I say the title, the episode on student loans, it doesn't mean I'm not gonna come back and report, you know, new findings and things like that. Because I'm always learning new things every day. But I just want to give y'all everything that I know at at the current moment, right? So number one, I would say request a debt validation letter. You could draft that up and send that out to um, the student loan people. You know, get the address, stuff like that. It should be on your credit reports and go from there, right? It'll be like 30 days, maybe 45 days, because 45 to 60 because of the whole COVID thing. But that's a great um, initial step to take. And you can go from there, right? So whatever your response is, just understand that you might have to take an initial, or not initial, you might have to take a second step. So the second step I would say is, well, there's not necessarily a second step, but one thing you could do too is a factual dispute, right? So with factual disputing, you may know about factual disputing, maybe you don't know, but factual disputing, an example is like if your student loans are reporting differently on each report, right? Because... Let's say your student loan says 30000 on one report. It says 20000 on a separate report. How can both of them be true, right? So based off of the FCRA, the Fair Credit Reporting Act, the Fair Credit Reporting Act, the Fair Credit Reporting Act, because your stuff has to be reported fairly, they would have to remove that because that, that would be a factual dispute. So a different approach you could take as far as the student loans is factual disputing. And what I've seen, a unique situation I've seen with um, someone, uh, this queen, basically what she did was, what she did was she did a factual dispute combined with the Better Business Bureau, right? She filed something with the Better Business Bureau. You could also file something with the CFPB. You could do whatever. But her situation was unique because what she did was she said, um, she said based off of her credit report, it wasn't supposed to be reporting in derogatory remarks or collections or something like that. I think it was derogatory remarks because it was based off of um, whatever laws they have in place for COVID. I'm going to be transparent with y'all. I don't got student loans, so I don't know whatever student loans they talking about with not having to be able to be in derogatory remarks. But the summary of what I got from it, maybe you're familiar, maybe you're not familiar, was that Based off of um, COVID regulations, they couldn't report student loans as a derogatory remark or something like that. So it reported as a derogatory remark on her thing, on her report. So once she brought that up 
and she filed a BBB complaint, Better Business Bureau. She was able to remove it. One thing you can do too, you can go to the attorney general of your state. Um, you could file CFPB, like I said, and just remember the whole mindset. You want to just try hella different things. You might get lucky. Maybe you won't get lucky. It might be like 10 different things you can do. Maybe you'll get lucky on number one. Maybe you'll get lucky on number two. Maybe you have to exhaust all 10 things before you actually get your desired result. But my whole point, which I think y'all following my gist, is just try different things and you'll eventually get your desired result. I want y'all to have the mindset that y'all, you will get there, but you just got to be consistent. You just got to be persistent. You just got to do what you got to do to get to that level, right? Because um, this is a damn near turn into a mindset episode on its own, right? I'm talking about you got to do this, you got to do that, you be persistent, all that. But yeah, man, just just uh, seriously, just be persistent. So one thing you can do too, FTC complaint. So... If you go back to the Equifax episode, I think it was the Equifax episode. I walked y'all through FTC complaint as far as how I got my Equifax inquiries removed. So I filled out an FTC report and I listed the inquiries. So with the FTC method, what you can do is you can go about the same process. Follow the Equifax episode. I'm not going to walk y'all step by step because I already done did that. Right. Just go back to the episode. So go step by step. But I think I mentioned it in an episode two. You would put the student loan information in the account section versus listing inquiries. So um, if that sounds confusing, you can schedule a consultation with me and um, I could walk you through it. But just understand that with the FTC method, you would put account information. You would put your student loans in the account information and... That's how you would dispute it. So it would be the same, similar process to how you do the Equifax thing. So if you're disputing uh, student loans on your Equifax report, fill out the account information instead of inquiries. As soon as it submits, you know, fax that to Equifax and then see if that works for you, right? I've seen that work for people. I've seen it not work for people. Like I said, everybody is different. Everybody's situation is different. So you just got to take that shot. The main the main theme I want y'all to take from the episode is don't be afraid to take shots, right? Rest in peace to Kobe Bryant. You know, he wasn't afraid to take shots. So I want y'all to be of the same mindset. I want y'all to have that Mamba mentality. You feel me? To just be shooting shots. And using the FTC method, I've actually seen um, a client eliminate 116... It was one hundred and sixteen or one hundred and nine thousand dollars with worth of student loans. So, yeah, just keep that in mind. And some people might be thinking like, oh, FTC method, FTC method. You know, you can go to jail, this, that, and the third. When we talk about federal law, it goes back to knowing who you are. It goes back to knowing the definitions. Based off of FTC method, FTC speaks about identity theft. So now the conversation is, what is identity theft? Identity theft is no consent. What do I mean by no consent? You didn't consent for them to put that information on your report. It goes back to 15 U.S.C. 1681B number two, right? Stuff has to be on your report with the written instruction of the consumer. You didn't instruct them to write that information on your credit report. So by law, by federal law, you can submit that FTC report and you're good. You're good to go. 
That's why so many people are successful when it comes to those inquiries, because they didn't say they didn't give um, these bureaus written instructions and be like, oh, put this on my credit report. Right. I'm pretty sure that you didn't you didn't send a written letter telling Experian to report your student loans. So it's the same case in this uh, scenario. You just got to understand definitions. Speaking of definitions. Well, before we even get into the definitions, what I'll say about um, that client that eliminated over $100,000 in student loans from their report using the FTC method, they also sent a corresponding letter describing the FTC report, like what was in the FTC report. So I believe they use a combination of the laws as well, which we're about to get into. We're going to end the episode with uh, the uh, consumer credit laws, right? So you got to look at it. How should I say it? Okay, so you want to look at removing student loans from your report as like cooking a meal, right? So you might mix certain things. It might be fire. You might mix certain things and it might not work. For the specific client I'm telling y'all about that use the FTC method with their corresponding letter, they mixed the FTC method with consumer credit loss and it just happened to be a fire ass dish, right? And it was able to help them remove their student loans. So yeah, just keep that in mind. Mixed different uh, methods. So the next method, the last method I'm going to give y'all to essentially, you know, finesse these student loans, be able to help you get them removed is consumer credit loss, right? You know, one of my favorite things, consumer credit loss, it's the, it's the biggest, well, I was going to say it's the biggest finesse, but it it's not even about finesse. It's just reality, right? It's federal law. So it may be the longest to get it removed. It may be the quickest to get student loans removed, but you've got to understand that you want to understand these laws because credit is life. So what I want y'all to understand is that you want to focus on the FDCPA. The FDCPA is the Fair Debt Collection Practices Act. Where does Fair Debt Collection Practices Act come from? Look at the very first word, F, fair. So Congress noticed that there was unfair practices in collecting debt, right? Debt includes student loans. What is debt? Look up 15 U.S.C. 1692G. Go to the FDCPA um, definition section, right? I'm not even going to elaborate on debt because I think I've already talked about that in previous episodes. But when we talk about these consumer credit laws, you got to understand that 15 U.S.C. 1692B number two, it basically talks about location information. And it talks about the fact that these debt collectors, which includes these student loan people, they can't say that you owe a debt. So let's say, for example, you receive a letter from them and they're saying like, oh, you owe a debt or whatever. If they say you owe a debt, quote, 15 U.S.C. 1692 B number two, because you've trapped them in a violation. A violation, meaning that you need to print out that letter. Or if it's a letter mailed to you, you already got it. You need to write on it, exhibit violation of 15 U.S.C. 1692 B number two. Right. These are things I walk people through in um, consultations as far as the violations and amount of money that they're owed. But, you know, I'll give you all that little free sauce because, you know, I care about you. So debt collectors, they can't say that you owe a debt. Look up. If y'all think I'm lying, a lot of people might think I'm lying. I know some people comment on what I be saying as far as these laws. They'd be like scam. They'd be like it's fake, all that. If you think I'm a scam, 
look up 15 U.S.C. 1692B, number two. 15 U.S.C. 1692B, number two. If you think I'm a scam and you uh, still confused about money, that's what my mentor <laughs> um, has said, right? So one of my mentors, uh, what's his name? Uh, Nehemiah Davis, right? I seen him, you know, say that. But I also seen, um, he said that, what's his name? It came from a different mentor of mine, Runway Billionaire, right? I had some people, when I was asking about topics, it was maybe three, I want to say three or four people were asking who are some of my influences as far as like mentors and stuff like that, right? So those are a couple mentors for y'all. Y'all go follow them on uh, Instagram or whatever. So yeah, I say that to say, they can't say that you owe a debt on paper, calling you, whatever, right? If y'all been listening, you should probably know that 15 USC 1692C is a communication section. They can't communicate with you, right? They're not allowed to communicate with you. These laws may seem crazy. They may seem like scams or whatever, but you just got to do your research and study. A different law I want to give y'all. This is some sauce too. So 15 USC, this one, this is some crazy sauce. 15 USC 1692B number five. So scroll down to number five. Number five talks about any symbol or language. Any language that says you owe a debt. Remember, we're in the Fair Debt Collection Practices Act. Any language or symbol. What is a symbol, right? All right, think about, um, what is something all y'all know? All right, Amazon. So let's say Amazon mailed you a letter, right? You know the Amazon symbol. If it had the Amazon symbol on the letter, that would be a violation of the FDCPA. And you could get them financially based off of 15 USC 1692K, right? So look up all these laws I'm telling y'all about because I'm not making nothing up. I don't have time to sit around creating laws, right? So 15 USC 1692B number five, it talks about any symbol or languages on that letter that is used to talk about, um, you know, you owing debt. This is why you shouldn't go paperless because when you go paperless, they're not mailing you them letters, which is violations. And some of these companies, these corporations, they understand that. So that's why they want you to go paperless. So I wouldn't necessarily go paperless, even if I think I don't need it, because you never know. You may have to have those. Um, those basically the proof that you've been violated. Right. So if you receive a letter and you see Sally Mae's symbol on it, what you want to do is circle it as an exhibit. An exhibit is basically proof that you've been violated. Circle it as an exhibit and quote 15 USC 1692B number five. So do some research on that. And you'll be able to uh, get to the next level. The next one. Remember, we're focused on the FDCPA, which is 15 USC 1692. I'm just giving you all specific uh, laws within it to actually use. And you can use these laws alone or you can use it in combination with what we've discussed earlier in the episodes. In the episode. So 15 USC 1692 E, it basically talks about false or misleading um, language or representation. So I'm remembering off the top of my head. So if I'm wrong, then you know I'm wrong. But 1692 E, I know it talks about false or misleading something. So I think it's false or misleading representation. So if they say loan, if they use the, the word loan on the letter they send you, that's a violation. Student loan. That's false. That's false or misleading representation. Why is that? Because you are the original creditor. I might drop a separate episode on the original creditor. If that's something y'all want me to do, 
definitely uh, DM me or DM the business page and just say, DM original creditor if you want me to drop that episode and explain to y'all where that 15 USC 1692E comes from with uh, the verbiage of the loan, right? Because these banks, these student loans, they're not loaning you anything because it was already paid for based off of your credit card. You're extending the credit to yourself. And that goes back to the original creditor stuff that I'm talking about. So it's basically just studying that you need to do to understand everything I'm saying. If you want to understand the whole original creditor, you got to go to the Truth and Lending Act. You go to the definition section, 15 USC 1602A, that will allow you to understand how you're the original creditor. But if y'all want me to drop an episode on it and uh, really elaborate on it, then definitely DM me because all these episodes I'm dropping, as y'all can see, y'all harassed the hell out of me about these student loans. So that's why we drop an episode, right? You harassed my uh, personal page, the business page. My assistant had to tell me we got a lot of responses about student loans. So that was what made me be like, all right, damn, we need to drop the student loans episode. So if y'all want that original creditor explanation so you can use it as extra sauce in your um, disputes, let me know. DM me, DM the business, do whatever you got to do, right? So 15 USC 1692E, false or misleading representation. The mere fact of them using the verbiage loan, that's a violation, right? That That's some sauce that has helped people get their student loans removed, right? So just uh, keep that in mind. So... I'm going to give y'all one more. So 15 USC 1692E, we're in the same section, 2A, it talks about a false representation of the amount owed, right? So if you see a balance on your student loans, let's say you owe $20,000, you could circle that as a violation because, again, it goes back to the original creditor. How can you owe money on a positive balance, right? So these are things that when you study the law, you'll be able to be more aware of, right? So just keep that in mind. And what I'll say too, let me give you all some more sauce because I want to give y'all the most amount of uh, benefits, the most amount of value I can give y'all so y'all can really tackle these student loans and get them out the way. I don't know if y'all can hear that, but I, it's a loud car outside. But uh, it might be a motorcycle. But with all of these laws, let's say you go to law route, the consumer law route. If you quote consumer laws, what you're going to want to do is you're going to want to submit an affidavit of truth. You can look up uh, the format of affidavit of truth. But what you're going to want to also do is get it notarized. Right. I'm giving you all some sauce now that I only give to people that are being mentored by me, that are paying for consultations, things like that. Right. So y'all really take this information and really, really execute on it. I hope y'all execute on it. So if you're using a consumer laws, you want to draft up an affidavit of truth, get it notarized. Um, you could also send a cease and desist, which is very powerful because if you send a cease and desist to a company, student loans, all of that, you're telling them that they can't contact you, right? Because they're not supposed to contact you about any debt collection in the first place, right? So if you send that cease and desist, it's a paper trail that you've done what you needed to do to support your case if it goes to court, right? That's just what I want y'all to know. On top of that, What y'all should know, too, is basically when you submit an affidavit of truth, the only way that their response can be valid is if they reply line by line disputing or refuting your 
facts that you're stating within your affidavit of truth. It, it's in the word affidavit of truth. So you're saying whatever you're saying is true under the penalty of perjury. Everything I'm saying is true, right? So if they don't dispute line by line, the response is not valid. And I'm going to give you all some extra sauce. 11 times out of 10, they're not going to reply line by line. So they've already trapped themselves when you send an affidavit of truth. So you're just building up your case, right? So you can look at the whole student loan removal thing as like an ongoing uh, situation. So really just understand that you want to use all of these different methods and eventually you'll get your desired result. You just got to be consistent. You just got to do what you got to do. And then um, with the laws, you can submit it to the CFPB. Like I said, you can submit to um, the Better Business Bureau, the Attorney General, stuff like that. So just keep all that in mind. Um, just as a recap, y'all harassed the hell out of me. No, I'm playing. But besides that, um, in terms of attack, in terms of attacking these student loans, what you want to do, you want to do different methods because you don't know what might work for you. You want to send a debt validation letter, you know, requesting them to validate the quote unquote debt. Go to 15 USC 1692 G. Uh, you want to do a FTC report because that's identity theft. Identity theft means no consent. You didn't tell them to report that damn student loan on your uh, credit reports. You want to use these different consumer laws I've uh, stated. I'm not going to repeat them. Just just uh, just go back. Right. That's the power of technology. You can go back. <laughs> and then um, you want to also do factual disputing. Right. Because if the loans are reporting differently on each report or if they are reporting as derogatory remarks based off of, you know, COVID regulations, that was what I saw in one person's situation. I'm not going to say I've seen that happen a hell of times, but just understand that's some that's a, an approach you could take. You might be able to get off your student loans as well. Right. If you want to keep your student loans because it's positive reporting history, but you just don't want it reporting as far as the debt, go get your personal credit right. And then after you get your personal credit right, leverage your business credit. Get you a business credit card. Get you a business line of credit. Liquidate that, John, and pay off the entire balance. And then everything will be good. You'll be in a better situation. You'll get to the next level. I hope y'all got value from this episode. This was the episode on student loans. Y'all have a blessed one. And yeah. <laughs>